Today's CEO walks us through the story of many, many small businesses and what it's like scaling from home production to full-scale manufacturing. In our Friday series, Meet the CEO, we bring to you Karen Chindia of Pearl Isle. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your Pulse and Everything Business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. Karen Chindia describes herself as a resilient maker, one who's looking to change the mindset of many about locally made products, especially those in the hygiene industry. Meet the CEO of Pearl Isle. What is Pearl Isle? Pearl Isle is a local, it's a Kenyan company that deals with manufacturing of hygienic products. What drove you to set up Pearl Isle? I started the company in 2019. Uh, my motivation for starting, I had to leave employment at the time because I had young kids and I wanted to be able to take care of them at home. And I've always wanted to a line of uh, shower gel and shampoos. But I decided to start with shower gel because in the market, there was need for affordable shower gels in the Kenyan market. Most of them that uh, that were there were quite overpriced. And I wanted something that you know, would make someone feel good and also it could be affordable to their pockets. So I started the company in 2019 and yeah, that's the reason I decided to start the company. So while for many, COVID was one of the hardest times in business, Karen tells a different story. I, I first started with a shower gel, just shower gel and the number of flavors. And that was about 2019 and I was strictly selling online. And uh, with that, I'd also applied for, for Kenya Bureau of Standard for approval to, to produce hand wash. But at the time, uh, the company wasn't financially able to start the hand wash. But we just put up the the, the application for, from Kenya Bureau of Standard just as we continued to sell. And once they approved, we'll continue. So about 2020, as you all know, the pandemic hit. Although for me, it was uh, a blessing in disguise because um, from that we were able, there was a lot of demand for soap, as you know. And uh, the, the Kenya realized the need to approve small business owners, especially in this manufacturing industry, to 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 produce, to be able to produce, their, to have the production. But um, it wasn't, uh, I mean, it didn't hit us Badly, actually, it had a positive impact because people demanded for soap, people, and hygiene was important. Sales and identifying your market is such a huge task for small businesses. How have you managed to work around that? 2020 coming to 2021, of course, there's been an, a, a rise in number of companies that are selling. So applications in the supermarkets are a bit hard. However, I I usually advise anyone uh, in case you want to do your sales to concentrate more on small supermarkets because of their payment uh, period. With bigger supermarkets, you have a longer payment period. And in case your business does not uh, is not able to sustain itself, you get uh, trouble now because how will you do production without payment? So my sales, my advertising has been strictly online, and now we're creating a website that someone can actually purchase and get their delivery through the website. Your industry presents huge competition from big known brands, and then the market situation from China. How do you navigate these dynamics? I had I wanted to produce something affordable. And this is because I had already looked at the international brands and the most famous brands. I had looked at those international brands, and they were quite they were, they were highly priced. They were, they were three times what I wanted to sell. So 
I had looked at that. Now, for the other brands that probably offer competition, most of these brands are from China and they are way, way below any price that would make sense to profit. But what I can hope people see is we can have our own manufacturing industries in Kenya producing the same things. We do not uh, need to import because the China business model is quite different from us. They, they have this company set up. Of course, their human resource is quite affordable and uh, they can do a whole, um, a whole production and branding in one setup. For me, I have to go to my manufacturing, I have to go to my branding and putting all, all that together and putting my profit margin, it comes to what it comes to. But China is probably one of the, the, the main, yeah, let me just say, um, give more competition to us. But what we hope is people see that, first of all, we are offering employment. Uh, this is a locally made product. And it's as good, if not better, than the same thing you're receiving from China. What's Paul Isle's future from where you stand? Our company goals is to grow. Uh, after the shower gel, now we have the hand wash. We hope to have lotion and uh, any other personal hygiene products that we can grow slowly into. Uh, we are we started small, so we introduce a product once we are financially able to. We plan on expanding more in uh, Africa, and we, our plan was to start with Tanzania and as well as Uganda. I've actually lived in both countries. The the reason why I say Tanzania is because I've, I've actually gotten inquiries from Tanzania about the products and uh, I understand the market. Usually Africa is not all the same, but for East Africa, you can pick a few things that you know are related to us. One of the companies that I truly admire is Azam from Tanzania that manufactures food. It's quite who. It's quite big in, in the Tanzanian market, but they're able to trickle down in the Kenyan market, and that's the business model that I admire. And the way uh, we plan to start is uh, uh, the local beauty shops, the local, let me say, uh, influencers, and uh, hopefully to expand bigger, the same way for Uganda. And after that, we can look in at more countries to expand. That was Karen Chindia, CEO Pal Isle. Every Friday, we bring you closer to the stories of the different CEOs gracing our continent. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Algeria's oil production remains on its upward trajectory. According to the latest monthly oil market report published by the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, Algeria's crude oil production rose by 7,000 barrels per day to 966,000 barrels per day in December, exceeding its quota by 4,000 barrels per day. OPEC and its allies decided at the most recent meeting to proceed with the agreement they made in July 2021. This means that the group's crude oil production will increase by 400,000 barrels per day for the month of February 2022. According to the Ministry of Energy and Mines, Algeria's production quota for January is 972,000 barrels per day. And in accordance with the OPEC Plus argument, Algeria's production quota will increase with a further 10,000 barrels per day in February to 982,000 barrels per day. Tanzania's bulging imports widened trade deficit in November. The current account deficit more than doubled to $346 million in November after widening slightly to 166 
million in October. The sharp deterioration can be attributed to a weakening in the merchandise trade and primary income account deficits and a fall in the services account surplus. The merchandise trade deficit grew by a significant 42% month-on-month to $418 million in November as the increase in goods imports outpaced the rise in goods exports. The import bill bulged on the back of a surge in food, oil, fertilizer, machinery, and construction goods imports. Food imports in particular experienced the large month-on-month increase as global food prices hit a decade high in November. Meanwhile, the upturn in oil, machinery, and construction goods imports reflects materials and tools needed for the country's large-scale infrastructure projects. On the other hand, traditional goods exports hit an 11-month high in November, but a fall in non-traditional goods exports muted these gains. Ghana plans to become a hub for gas trading. Now, the Ghana National Petroleum Corporation is pressing ahead with plans to export liquefied natural gas, LNG, to other West African countries. This is set to commence in the second quarter of 2022 when the LNG terminal at the port of Tema is expected to kickstart commercial operations. Ghana has a 17-year contract for 225 million cubic feet of gas per day from the terminal. The terminal will be operated by the Tema LNG Terminal Company, which was established by Helios Investment Partners and the African Infrastructure Investment Managers. Royal Dutch Shell PLC will supply the LNG. The port of Tema, which is currently receiving significant upgrades, is poised to become the largest port in West Africa. Currently, the port of Abidjan in Côte d'Ivoire receives the most traffic and the country is not eager to relinquish its position as it's also in the process of a major overhaul. The GNPC is securing deals with partners to build the infrastructure necessary to sell and transport LNG to local users and those within the West African region. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Withadong. The